Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. What's up, Buffalo Fanatics? Josh Allen here. Just wanted to say, uh, go Bills. Welcome to another edition of Rated Rev, brought to you by the Buffalo Fanatics Network. In case you don't know me by now, I am your favorite reverend, the Rev Rhodes. And I'm excited to be here with each and every one of you all here on the show tonight. And this is how we do it every Thursday night, every single Thursday night. I got to know where you guys are watching from. I got to know where you guys are watching from. this. So this is called a roll call. So roll call right now. Let me know where you at. I see the chat popping off. I've got my man, John Joe, uh, Joe Nelson. Let me do this one more time. Joe Nelson up in the place. Yo, I've got K-Dubs in the place. Talking about I got my little bats on hand, ready for some rev. Appreciate you, bro. It was a little uh, rough start, but we're getting, we getting the show popping. Uh, Jason is in the chat. Jason Humbert in the chat. Uh, I know Big Baller Bean is in the chat. No sound, but yo, the sound is on now, baby. The sound is all the way live now so who else we got up in here we got my man ronald enix in the house what's good what's good d raleigh in the house what's going on baby don in the house again laughing at my brain hey, hey man it happens man it happens it just be like that sometimes my bad so guys yeah scott no no don't worry about it baby it's it, it's me it's me but we fixed now we are we under control the show is rolling the show is rolling how have you guys been let me know how you guys have been, yo. It's been a, it's been a long week, you know what I'm saying? Long week since I last got a chance to speak to you, and I, yo, I am excited about what's going on. I know this is a dead season that we're entering right now in the National Football League, but that doesn't mean it has to be dead for you. It doesn't mean it has to be dead for any of us, right? This is the Buffalo Fanatics, so we gonna we we gonna keep it live. We are gonna give you all the best content that we can give you each and every single week, no matter what is going on in the NFL, my man. My man, Ed Butera, coming in from Hernando Beach, Florida. What's going on, baby? I'm also looking at 26 Round Mega in here from Fresno, Cali. There we go. There we go. That's what I'm talking about. Let me know where you guys are watching from. So, yo, what's going on? What's up, Bills fan 1970? Uh, Scott, yo, I think, you, I think you're, you're a day off, baby. TGIF. Uh, that's tomorrow, homie. That's tomorrow, man. I hate to, I hate to bust your bubble. But you got one more day at the, <laughs> you got one more day at the job. No, but yeah, uh, oh, uh, uh, hey, I feel you, Ron. Yo, been football hungry. That me too, man. Me too. I, yo, I can't wait for some real live NFL action. But that is right around the corner, so don't worry about that, guys. I, I know, I know, this is like I said, this is a dead season, but it ain't gonna be dead for us. We're, we're gonna we're gonna give you all the content. We're gonna talk about the Buffalo Bills, and it's gonna be all good. Um, training camp, training camp is around the corner, right? Training camp is what? A month away? A month? Training camp is a month away. And, yo, it is going to be off the chain. Back at St. John Fisher. Is that right? Yo, you guys, let me know how you guys feel about that. Uh, yo, I have never been to Buffalo in my life. My dad is from Buffalo. 
Uh, my uncles are from Buffalo, but I have never been in Buffalo ever. So obviously I've never even been to a, a Buffalo Bills training camp. So I want to know what it's like at a Buffalo Bills training camp in St. John Fisher. You guys let me know um, what that experience is like. And I'm excited about the Bills finally getting back to uh, to 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 norm. Um, I've got my man coming in here with the Super Chat. Jason Miller, what's good, baby? Appreciate you so much for your Super Chat. He says, yo, I'm excited for the season and curious how the wide receiver position will look and who stays and who doesn't. Mm, Jason, hey, that's a... I think I think everybody in here is looking forward to the wide receiver position right now, what it's going to look like. And we're going to touch on it just a little bit here in the show a little bit later. So uh, much love, Jason, for you, for your super chat and for your your comment, my man. So we are excited. I'm excited. But before we go any further into the show, um, I've got to drop just a little bit of news. And maybe it's just, you know, um, just one thing. But, you know. I feel like this is newsworthy. Okay, this is newsworthy. So you guys stay right here for some news around the NFL. All right, yo, look, yo, in case you didn't know, my man, our man, Mr. Taco Meat himself, Ryan Fitzpatrick, is set to join Prime Video's NFL pregame, his halftime, and his postgame coverage for Thursday night football to be joined alongside Tony Gonzalez and Richard Sherman, yo, I am, I'm actually excited about that. I'm actually looking forward to Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yo, I love Fitzpatrick. I love my man Fitzpatrick, Fitzmagic, all that. Um, I just, dude, is he's just a great guy, right? Um, pure comedy. I don't see how anybody um, could could uh, say a bad a bad word about about Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's been in the league for a long time, and he's just made nothing but uh, uh, good relationships, and he's been ex- exceptional pro everywhere he's been and the dude is smart as a whip he's smart as a whip so i I can't wait to see what he's going to bring um to prime video i'm sure it's going to be entertaining i'm sure it's going to be live so shout out to my man uh ryan fitzpatrick yeah you're right d raleigh yo good for fitz good for fitz um don you coming and talking about yo did he retire a bill i'm not too sure about that um i think there was been there's been word out about it but i I don't know you guys correct me because i don't know i don't know for sure uh whether or not he's been if whether or not he actually uh, retired a bill. I'm not too sure about that. But, yo, that's, that's all the news I got. I told you it was newsworthy. It is, that's not a lot that, that's, that's popping right now, but we're going to make some news out of anything, okay? But, um, yo, I've, I've got something as we move along in the show. I've got something I, I, I want to I talk about, man. I've got to get this off of my chest. You know, if Rico was here, it would be like, yo, it would be, uh, it would be that, you know, say it with your chest. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to talk a little bit about, you know, I, I, guys, give me give me give me give me, a you know, a, maybe a minute or so just to kind of ride my soapbox a little bit. Uh, Wario, uh, yo, I, I hear you, man. Uh, am I excited to see Cook cooking the D? No doubt. I'm excited to see anybody on the Buffalo Bills offense cook some defense. You know what I'm saying? And so. Back to my soapbox. 
I've got to get on it, yo. Did you guys, and ladies, ladies and gentlemen, did you guys actually see Tyreek Hill um, make some comments on his, uh, on his podcast? I think it was yesterday, if I'm not mistaken. Um, his podcast came out, you know, and he was responding to some things that, that went down on his podcast. Um, you remember, I think it was maybe, maybe it's been a couple of weeks. He had made some comments about, about um, Pat Mahomes, right? And we all know he's with the Miami Dolphins now. Tua Tungvaloa is his new quarterback. And so he had made a comment. <laughs> Why are you talking about, talking about, oh boy. Yes, sir. So, so he made a comment um, about Tua comparing him to Pat Mahomes, right? And he essentially said that, you know what, um, Tua is more accurate than Pat Mahomes. Okay. So he said he's more accurate than Pat Mahomes. Now, I think he's, he was capping a little bit. I think he was capping a little bit. But, I mean, it's, it's understood, right? It's, 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 it's to be understood, right? I mean, that's his new quarterback, so he has to pump him up a little bit. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and uh, I mean, hey, in certain situations, maybe, maybe Tua is accurate. Is, 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 is accurate. I'm not saying he's not an accurate quarterback. But nevertheless, you know, people went, 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 went ballistic with it, okay? And I, I, I had my two cents about it. I, th- I thought he was capping. I thought he was capping a little bit. And I believe that both Mahomes and Tyreek Hill are going to find out how much they miss each other this coming season, right? I believe that, that Pat Mahomes is going to find out that, yo, uh, Juju Smith ain't Tyreek Hill, that Marquez Valdez-Scanling ain't Tyreek Hill, that the rookie Scott Moore ain't Tyreek Hill, okay? And then same goes for Ty. He's going to find out that Tua ain't Pat Mahomes, okay? But nevertheless, 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 that does not uh, give, I guess you could say, uh, fans the right to say some of the things that, they have, that they've been saying. Uh, so better than me just talking about it, I want to show you something. I want, I want to show it to you. I've got, I've got a couple of clips that Tyreek Hill um, posted on his um, most recent podcast. And I want you guys just to listen for me. Okay, listen for a second. This is what Tyreek Hill said in response to some of the comments that he received. Check this out. So the snippets went crazy. The snippets went crazy, man. So with that being said, I, I feel like we both can agree we, we had to add a, add a segment to this, right? We had to add a segment to this podcast for all of the media pundits. All of the crazy fans, everybody who automatically became a philosopher or a commentator or an expert in the realm of football and podcasts. We had to add a section. We need to get it off our chest. So for that purpose, you know, all the media, they went crazy. The crazy fans, the people jumping in our DMs, talking crazy, right? And by the way, I got death threats. <laughs> crazy. From every social media that I own, every social media account I own, I got death threats on, Insane. which is ridiculous. That's crazy. That's crazy. All right. But that ain't it. That's not it. So here we go. Check out this next clip from Tyreek Hill on his podcast. And sidebar, we heard, look, we read some of the craziest jokes, black jokes, what were funny to me. Like, I think we, next time we do the episode, we should do a competition on who had the corniest black joke. People, right. we've been black for years. Exactly. We've been dark-skinned for years. We have heard every black joke there is in the book. There's no running from this. Fam, listen. 
I ain't here to preach to nobody. Okay. You guys, I mean, everybody can do what they want to do. And I'm not talking to, to you guys uh, specifically. I'm just talking in general, right? So Pat Mahomes and, and Tyreek Hill, right? Ty Tyreek Hill, he had made his comments about, about, you know, the comparison between Mahomes and, and Tua. We already discussed that. So what I don't appreciate, man, is like, for some reason, fans feel like they can just jump on this platform and say whatever they want to say, as disrespectful as it may be to whomever they want to, uh, with no repercussions, man. And, 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 and the truth be told, there are no repercussions. You can say whatever you want, right? I'm not, I'm not saying that, that, that you can't say it, but what I'm saying is that, yo, fans, we just need to chill out a little bit, all right? We need to chill. You know, there, there's a point in time when, when things go too far, right? I get it. You know, maybe KC fans, you know, they upset about, about Tyreek Hill leaving and whatever, and, and, he, and he, you know, making a comparison like that, you know, to, to Tua. I get it. But fam, you know, when is enough enough? How are you going to make death threats to this man? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that, that's where the line draws, in my opinion. And then if that's not enough, you know, you're making comments about the man being dark-skinned. Like, that's just, that's just, I'm out on all that. I am out on all of that. You know, I think, I thought that we've come far enough in 2022 for us to have to still deal with that kind of stuff, man. Like, that's just, that's just ridiculous. And I'm with you, I'm, I'm with you, yo, uh, AK Cash says, yo, a death threat on social media should be a chargeable offense. It, 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 just, it just doesn't make any sense. It's, it's uncalled for. It's uncalled for, absolutely. And yo, I think Mike Tyson even said it before. Mike Tyson said something to the effect of, yo, like people like, like social media has given people the platform to, to, to talk a whole bunch ahead without getting they, you know what, knocked out. That, I mean, you know, I'm paraphrasing, but that's essentially what he said. Social media has given a lot of people a whole lot of uh, leeway just to talk a bunch of trash with no repercussions. Like there's no way in the world you would sit there if Tyreek Hill was in your room right now, in the room right now, facing face to face. You ain't gonna make no death threat. Come on now, that's his cat. You know what I'm saying? So like, why y'all gonna be like tough? Yo, know, you just, just you know, I'm a Twitter guy. I'm just gonna, I'm a Twitter tough guy. I'm just gonna go ahead and DM him and and, and, and make death threats and, and talk about him being black and being dark skinned. Like, come on, man. You wouldn't do that in public. You wouldn't do that face to face. So why you gonna do, hide behind a screen? We've we, we've got to go beyond that. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's my soapbox. I had to get that off my chest, man, because you know what? At the end of the day. These players, they're, they're men, right? They're men uh, and they're humans, right? They're humans. And so we, we the fathers, their sons, right? Their uncles or whatever the case may be. And uh, you wouldn't want nobody, you know what I'm saying, do you like that, you know? So let's, let's just calm down with all that. Anyway, thank you guys for letting me get on my soapbox a little bit. You know what I'm saying? I just felt like I had to, I had to let that out because it, you know, I felt some type of way about it. But anyway, moving on, moving on, moving on, moving on. Yeah, I, I feel you. I feel you, Jim. I feel you, man. It's, it's, it's a sad it's a sad reality. Most I mean, I mean, you know, racist people will always be here. That's just true. That's true. But uh, we have to we have to rise above that. Right. We have to rise above it. But there's times when, you know, stuff needs to be called out. And that's just nonsense. That's just nonsense. OK, so moving on. Yo. I want to talk about something, man, that I, I saw. And I don't know if you guys saw this or not, um, but I don't know if you all have actually seen the, or heard of you know, the Pivot uh, podcast. The Pivot Cop, uh, podcast. Um, it's a dope podcast, man. It, it's really, it really is. You got Ryan Clark and, and, uh, and others. But there was, a, there was an episode uh, recently where 
um, head coach Mike Tomlin was on there. And uh, I got a chance to watch it. And I just wanted this to, just to give this this moment right here. I know we're diehard Bills fans, right? But you know, I've, I've got to, I've got to give credit where credit's due, right? Um, there, there, there's there's other there's there's other teams in the NFL, right? And 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 there's opportunities, man, to just just to show some love around the league. And uh, yo, this coach Mike Tomlin, yo, he's the he's the man. I just got to say that. If if I thank God, I thank God that we have in Buffalo. I thank God that we have. Head coach Sean McDermott, absolutely love Sean McDermott. Love everything he he's about. Um, from what I've, I, I you know, um, from what I know about him, you know, is, is little as that is. But over the over the course of his tenure here in Buffalo, I love everything about him. I love what the man stands for. Um, I love what he's done for the culture of this team of this franchise. But if there was an opportunity, if for any, I mean, just I'm just saying, if we were not on, if we were unable to get Sean McDermott as a head coach, you know, if if there was any other coach in the National Football League, I would like to coach the Buffalo Bills besides Sean McDermott. To me, it would have to be Coach Mike Tomlin, ha- hands down. Like, and, and and I know maybe maybe you're thinking this, maybe you're not. It, it ain't got nothing to do with with him being black. Okay, it has nothing to do with that. Coach Mike Tomlin isn't a fantastic head football coach fantastic head football coach and uh when he was on the podcast man i feel you kw's your brian floor brian, brian flores is another one and 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 uh and he mentioned him too in, in the podcast yo he mentioned him but mike tomlin man he's just a leader i just i just i just i just love his leadership and what he brings to the table on what he's done for that franchise in pittsburgh you know what i'm saying he's been the head coach there for how long how long a long time Right. And he's got a resume that 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 goes just as far. Okay. Um, but yo, he's he's he has a lot of respect throughout NFL circles. And um, just some of the things that he had mentioned on that on that podcast, man, really, really struck with me. Um, I, I love what he had said, you know, um about uh, head coach Brian Flores. And um, he actually had said that, yo, he wasn't you know, he re- he reached out to him, but it has nothing to do with the fact that, you know, yo, hey, he just wanted to you know, bring him on on the team and like that. It was it was more or less. This is a fantastic head football coach, former head football coach, and Brian Flores, who's available and could come available for the cheap. And he reached out to the man. He was like, "Yo, look, if you're interested in coaching, let me know." You know what I'm saying? And uh, you just have to watch the podcast, man. I, you just have to watch the podcast. When I when when I saw it. It, it it gave me uh, more insight into head coach Mike Tomlin that I hadn't had before. You know, of course, we just we see him, you know, here and there on on, on press conferences. But yo, I've got I've got I've got to show love, man. It, it, you know, it it showed me a different side of him that I hadn't seen before, and it just really up upped my respect factor. So, I've got to shout out my man um, uh, Mike Tomlin. Yo, he's 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 a fantastic head football coach. Whatever you think about, you know, some of the things that has happened, you know, with with, with the Steelers and with you know, A-B situation and all, and Juju Smith, yo, at the end of the day, the guy is a fantastic head football coach, and, and yo, uh, Jeff King, you, 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 I mean, you're spot on, man. He has never had a losing season. Never had a losing season. He's a class act. Um, I saw the podcast, and, you know, I can see why players follow him. Absolutely, man, and that's that's what it's all about. Um, people say, you know, he's a, he's a, he's a, you know, he's a player's coach, and and and, and sometimes, you know, that, that kind of gets tossed around, you know, in a, in a negative connotation, but when you actually 
if you actually took time and watched the podcast, you you would see it. You would see, okay, I understand what that means. He actually, man, just just has love and respect for players, treats them like human beings, like men, just like Sean McDermott does. You know what I'm saying? And so um, I just felt like I had to give him a shout out, man, a, a good shout out because, you know, like he's a good one. He's a good one. He's a good one. And I just want to show respect. So shout out to Coach Mike Tomlin, the Pittsburgh Steelers, and what they're doing. Um, but, yo, make no mistake about it, baby. When they face the Buffalo Bills, I ain't rooting for them. And I hope we beat the brakes off of them, baby. Go, Buffalo. Go, Bills. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. So now, yo, moving along. Moving along in the show. And I appreciate you guys uh, for watching. I, thank you. I appreciate everybody in the chat right now that's watching. Much love to you guys. And, yo, I just want to give a shout-out to the chat right now and all of the Buffalo Fanatics. Listen, you all can watch any content creator, any, any Buffalo Bills podcast that you want, any of them, and there's a lot of good ones. But the fact that you are here right now and you're devoting your time a Thursday night to watch me, Rev, salute. I appreciate it. I, I appreciate you more than you would even know. You ain't got to watch me. You don't. <laughs> you don't. And so shout out and kudos to you all. Uh, much love to the Buffalo Fanatics all around the world who are watching and have been supporting, not just myself, but all of, the, all, all of BF, all of BF. Much love. But now, yo, moving along in the show. So check this out. I had, uh, I had some thoughts, right? I had some thoughts. Um, about Devin Singletary. About Devin Singletary. And uh, I want to know what you guys think about Motor. In this year, in 2022, as, as we approach the 2022 NFL season, let me know what you think about Motor Singletary. And my question to you all is this. Devin Singletary in a contract year means what to the Buffalo Bills? What does Devin Singletary in a contract year mean to the Buffalo Bills? I ain't going to lie. And you guys know, um, I've, I've, I've had my, I had my opinions, right? Um, about motor. You guys know it well. Even even uh come the draft, you know, I, I wanted Brees Hall. Not gonna not, not gonna uh come off of that. I felt like the Buffalo Bills, man, if we added another running back, an elite level running back, uh to the to the to the likes of of a guy like Brees Hall, I really felt like it could improve the not just the running back room, but the entire offense. So we know that didn't happen, right? And I'm cool with it. We got James Cook in the draft in round two. And, I, and I'm excited about James Cook and what he can bring to the offense. But as I look at Motor Singletary, right, because at the end of the day, yo, I'm a Bills fan, just like you all are. And I want the Buffalo Bills to succeed. I want all of them to succeed. Even the ones that, that I may be hard on, I want them to succeed at the end of the day. I don't want anybody to fail. I don't want that to happen. And I don't want Motor to fail either. But as I'm looking at at the at the upcoming season, Motor Singletary really intrigues me. 
Um, it really, now for real, like he, he really intrigues me going into this season about what he can absolutely bring to the table. You know, Chris says motor as RB two would be perfect. James cook at RB one. Look, <laughs> look, pump the brakes a little bit. Okay. James cook is a rookie. We don't know what he's going to bring. We don't know what he is in the national football league. Okay. So I've, I'm still going to, I'm, so, I'm going to pump the brakes a little bit as excited as I may be about James cook. We don't know. We don't know what he's going to bring. We just don't know. He hasn't played one snap of the National Football League. Okay, not yet. Okay, could he possibly have a higher ceiling? I mean, you know, that's that's debatable, right? And I, and no doubt, am I looking forward to what he offers the Bills in the future? But this year, to me, there there, there is no doubt that 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 motor, at least right now, he's going to be the bona fide RB one right now. At least heading into camp. Okay, at least heading into camp, um, he 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 has to be the RB one. Okay, I mean, he's proven it. Okay, and so as I look at Motor Singletary, let's talk about some of his stats, okay? And let's look at what he's done over the course of three years with the Bills in the National Football League. His rookie year. Motor in his rookie year. Now, remember, he also had Frank Gore on the squad, okay? In 2019, his rookie season, he only played eight games, right? You guys, excuse me real quick. So he, he only played eight games. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, he started eight games, but he played a total of 12. Because I think, if I'm not mistaken, he was injured. He was injured uh, a few games, right? But once he came back, let's look at what he did over the course of his rookie year, okay? And then we'll look ahead. So Motor Singletary, in his rookie season, he had 151 rushing attempts and ended his rookie year with 775 rushing yards with two touchdowns, two rushing touchdowns. Um, receiving yards, he had 29 receptions for 194 receiving yards and two receiving touchdowns. So in his rookie season, I'm just I'm just want to focus on his rushing stats alone. In his rookie season, he had 775 yards, and that was on a shortened season, meaning he only played 12 games in that year, and, and it was behind Frank Gore. All right. Now, moving on um, to his second year, that's when we saw a little bit of a drop off. And I think that's where a lot of people, um, even myself included, you know, we, we were kind of like looking at motor and we're like, yeah, yo, dang, you know, he kind of had a drop off. You know, is motor really um, the guy in Buffalo? And then if that wasn't enough, Brandon Bean, that's when he drafted Zach Moss in the third round of the 2020 draft. Right. So then that brought in a whole lot of controversy and, and, you know, is, is Motor the guy? You know, what about Zach Moss? They brought him, you know, from, from uh, Utah. And, and, you know, this guy is more of a bell cow. He's more of a hard-nosed um, power back. And is it going to be an RBC, a running back by community uh, committee type of thing? But Motor still, he played 16 games, all 16, started all 16 games. And he, and he had 156 rushing attempts. And he came down in his rushing yards to 687 rushing yards on the season, all right, um, with two rushing touchdowns. Uh, receiving yards, he had 269 receiving yards with no receiving touchdowns. All right, and so we sit, we sat there and we're like, yo, I don't know about this guy. I don't know if, if, if Motor is going to be the guy. Because when you, think, when you think about Buffalo, the Bills, we've always had a very good stable of running backs over our history. Even before them, I mean, we had we had uh, uh, my man Shady McCoy, right? 
We saw what he did. Go back. We had Fred. We had Fred Jackson, right? And so, I mean, come on now. I mean, we we you can even go further back than that. We've always had a good stable of running backs. I mean, I get it. You know, times change. We got Josh Allen. The offense shifted to more of a passing offense. And then Brian Dable wasn't necessarily um, a running offensive coordinator. You know what I'm saying? Like, he wasn't the type of OC that was going to, you know, when you look at his system, he wasn't the type of OC that was going to hand the ball off to his guys, you know, a whole lot of times. That just wasn't his thing. And we, and, and like I said, when you got Josh Allen, then you added Steph Diggs along with Cole Beasley. And at the time, John Brown, you know, it, it was, it was, it was clear. It was evident that this offense was going to be a passing first offense. And so the running backs and the running back position was going to play second fiddle to the passing offense. But still, we noticed that there wasn't a whole lot of balance in the offense. And Sean McDermott even pointed it out. And then, you know, that's why we, you know, even heard of a little bit of a riff so to speak, um, between Brian Dable and, and, and maybe even Sean McDermott about, you know, the need of, of more balance. And so we, we go into last year, 2021, and we look at what happened last year. The offensive line, we know, without a doubt, had some hiccups, had some struggles, right, uh, moving on. But after, um, and I think I would say, and correct me if I'm wrong, after what, I think, the, the, was it the Tampa Bay Buccaneers game? Um, when the offensive line kind of, you know, finally found their uh, their mojo, you know what I'm saying? When the offensive line got set, got settled, we added uh, uh, my man Rick Bates, right, in the O-line. Spencer Brown got healthy along with, with, uh, with Deion Dawkins got healthy. The offensive line started to gel, and we started to see the running, the run blocking get a whole lot better. And as a result, Motor Singletary, produced a whole lot more than he had earlier in the season. And he even started to ramp it up at the end of the season. And he did this to the tune of 188 rushing attempts, 188 rushing attempts for 870 rushing yards, 870 rushing yards. I'm with you right here. Uh, uh, Britt, you know, Dable also did not play to the strings. I, I, you know, I would agree. I would agree. Um, but we saw an increase in the rushing attempts given to Motor Singletary as the year progressed. And we saw him produce, as I mentioned, to the tune of 870 rushing yards. But look at what Motor averaged, okay, per carry. And he's always been uh, pretty, pretty decent when you look at his, uh, his, his, his average yards per carry. He had 4.6 yards per attempt. 4.6 yards, just under five yards per attempt. That is pretty darn good for a running back uh, in the National Football League. It still doesn't top his rookie year when he, when he averaged 5.1, but still, nevertheless, with increased rushing attempts, he did very good. And on top of that, he ended the year with seven rushing touchdowns and uh, receiving yards. You know, he had a, a cool 228, right, uh, with one receiving touchdowns but this is where this is what I wanted to talk about this is what I want to point out is that every single year I mean of course with his second year um the exception you know we, we've we've seen motor produce he has produced um and he can produce now will motor um will he be like a bell cow back I don't know will he ever be that 
that true RB1 that you're looking for? Well, I mean, do we really, how much do we need that in, in this offense? I'm not too sure. But my question, though, is when you look at what he's been able to do over the course of his years with the Buffalo Bills, can he, can he finally hit the 1,000-yard rushing mark this season? Let me know. Can he do it? Because when I look at it, I think it's possible. I think it's possible. Now, I want to do a little bit of math here, okay? Now, I ain't no mathematician, okay? Math isn't really my forte, okay? But I can, I, I can do a little bit. I can do a little bit, okay? So let's just look at some things real quick. Last year, he had 188 attempts, right? The year prior, he had 156, okay? So if we just subtract the two, this is some very simple math right here, okay? Um, that leaves you with 32 rushing attempts, a difference of 32 rushing attempts, okay? Now, he averaged this year, or last year, I guess you could say, 4.6 yards per carry. Now, if we were to take that difference, that 32 rushing attempts difference, and multiply his, multiply it by his average per carry, right, which is, what, 4.6, that gives you an additional 147.2 rushing yards. Somebody correct me if my math is wrong, okay? Now, if we take that 147.2 and we add it to his rushing total last year of 870 yards, my man actually just hits 1,000 yards. 1,000 yards rushing. Now, does that mean that he's going to get that increased level of attempts? I don't know. I'm curious to find out what Ken Dorsey is going to do. Because we saw last year when Brian Dayball finally, finally decided to give the man a little bit more attempts, he produced. Now, is 32 rushing, more rushing attempts, you know what I'm saying, gonna, gonna, how much is that gonna affect Josh Allen? Because I know I can hear you guys. I can, Rev. Yo, do we want to take that out of Josh Allen's hands? Do we want to take the ball out of Josh Allen's hands? You know what I'm saying? We've got 32 rushing. Do we want to increase Motors' rushing attempts by 30, 30 or 32 more rushing attempts? And you're essentially taking away a potential 30 or so passing attempts by Josh Allen. Do we really want to do that? Well, I mean, if, if we're talking about balance, and again, I mean, we're, just, we're just kicking the breeze here. Right. I'm just trying to see if it's possible that motor if, for motor to actually hit a thousand yards. Right. Because my question to you all is motor in a contract year means what? What can we expect to see out of him this year? And to me, I expect to see a very, very motivated Devin Singletary. Very motivated Devin Singletary in a contract year. I think he's one. I think he wants to get paid. Now, does that mean that he's going to get paid top of the market running back money? Of course not. Of course not, right? But make no mistake about it. He is going to do everything in his power to make him some money or to earn him some money, whether that's with the Buffalo Bills or whether it's with another team. 
I've got uh, my man uh, Steve Lynn. Yo, yo, he comes. He says, yo, don't think Singletary will get over 200 carries with the healthy Moss and Cook now in the backfield, even with balance. Thousand yards, not happening for Motor. Okay, I mean it's hey, maybe maybe not, but even at the same rate as he got last year, we saw an offensive line that was struggling earlier in the year, right? That was struggling earlier in the year, run blocking, and they were they were not healthy. And then we had, you know, what I'm saying uh, an injury to to uh, Ike, and then we you know insert Bates, and the offensive line just just got a whole lot better. Well, now it's a new year, new season, right? Bates is back. He's starting on the offensive line. Everybody else, uh, by and large, is healthy. We got Deion Dawkins coming back. We've got Mitch Morris coming back. We've got uh, Spencer Brown coming back healthy. And then we added Roger Saffold in the in you know in free agency, one of our main targets in free agency, right? But on top of that, we added Aaron Cromer to be the new offensive line coach, which which says a whole lot, right? Um, about what we can ex- expect going forward because we we understand what happened, you know, with the OG Bobby Johnson. But now you add in Aaron Cromer to the fold. We know what he did for the Bills. Uh, running game when he was uh, uh, coaching the O-line back in the day. I think it was, what, 2015, 2016 or so around there? Uh, the Bills led the league in, in in rushing with Shady McCoy. And I think it was for two straight years. You guys correct me if I'm wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong. But now, obviously, I'm not saying that, that that's what's going to happen. But I can say that I expect to see an increase or a more efficient running game this year um, especially because I think that that Aaron Cromer is a much better uh, O-line coach than Bobby Johnson. Respect to him, no doubt. And then you add in guys like I mentioned, Roger Saffold, man, who is exceptional, exceptional in run blocking. And guess what? No, you don't have to take my word for it. You don't have to take my word for it at all. Listen to what my man Eric Wood had to say. Listen to what my man Eric Wood had to say on the bussin' podcast check this out the bills nemesis like last year was teams that can get physical with them which everybody built their defenses now to defend the chiefs right in the afc and then you get a team like you guys and you just run over them well now i think they're like man we need a little bit of that attitude so then they just go right to the titans bring in saffold and daquan jones and mm. you know them way better than me but i think they, they think they're going to come in and be more tone setters for them yeah roger's one of the best run blocking guards i've ever seen in my life good he's average <laughs> just he tossed me for my life <laughs> yo so yeah that was that was hilarious that that was hilarious <laughs> uh uh to hear will come to talk about yo he's average but yo no I, I i want the reason why i wanted you guys to see that is because you know it's one thing you, you know you hear me right you hear me i'm who am i right talking about this but to hear eric wood we know what eric wood has, has done for the buffalo bills pro bowl former pro bowl center for the Buffalo Bills, yo, and, and he was excited. And then Taylor Wan talking about, yo, this guy is one of the best, if not the best, run-blocking guards in the National Football League. We got that dude on our team, and we know, come on, Bills, Bills, Bills Mafia. We know how that Tennessee Titans offensive line play, right? We've had our, our battles, right, two years straight, and we haven't come up on top yet. But we know that offensive line, man, with Taylor Lewan and we got Ryder Saffold, they were some dogs on that old line. They had a, they had that mentality, right? And so you add in a guy like Ryder Saffold, who's, who's according to Taylor Lewan, 
And Eric Wood, one of the best run blocking guards in the National Football League. We get him up as a priority free agent, as, as one of our main guys. I don't think that was for nothing. I don't think you just bring in a guy like Roger Saffold, you know what I'm saying, and you're not going to use him. You're not going to use his attitude. You're not going to use his experience. You're not going to use what he excels in. I think that this offensive line is going to be um, a lot better than it was last year, especially in the run game. So even if Motor Singletary keeps his same rushing attempts, 188, under 200, I think with an improved O-line at the start of the season, it's quite possible. It's quite possible that Motor could, could eclipse 1,000 yards. I think it's possible without even affecting Josh Allen in the, in the passing offense. That's, that's, all, that's, all, that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. And I'm with you, Steve. You know what I mean? You come in and you talk about, yo, motor averages around 160 carries a year. To reach 1,000, he'd have to average 67 yards per carry. Don't think we're working with that kind of talent in motor. All right. I feel you. I feel you. But we just don't know. We just don't know. We don't know what motor can do behind an improved O-line. Has he really ever had um, an above-average run-blocking O-line? And then on top of that, the bonus for Motor Singletary, I believe, is the fact that he's not facing eight-man boxes. Now, you can debate that, well, you know, is, is he, you know, uh, does that mean that he's not, uh, you know, a, a good running back, you know, because he's, he's facing light boxes? That's, that, that's, that's, that's for you all to, 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 to talk about, to argue. I, you know, I don't know. All I know is that I think he can take advantage of light boxes because of the fact that we've got Josh Allen, Steph Diggs, Gabe Davis, all of the, the passing offensive and the weapons that, that Josh has as, at his disposal. I think that it's possible, man, for him to have a more effective season this year in a contract year. That's all I got to say about it, man. That, that, that's it. That's it. I ain't talking about Motor as, you know, as like, like he's, you know, a top 10 running back like others have been. But I think that it's possible for him to have to improve upon his season last year and make him some some bank, some money on the way out. So now I see a lot of people here talking about, you know, like 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 James Cook. I believe that James Cook can be a very good running back in this system. Um, you know what his ceiling can be? I don't know. I mean, is he going to be like a bell cat? Could he ever be like that? That RB one in this offense? I don't know. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? So that's, 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 that's just, that is, uh, that is to be determined. But what ain't to be determined is my man, Jason Millard coming in with the super chat, Jason, yo, let me, let me, let me, hold on, hold on. Let me pull it up, brother. I've got to find you. So you guys, so you have to forgive me, man. I was, I was on my little rant and I got very caught up in it. So let me go back and, and, and find it, man. I got, I got to put you on here. All right. So you guys forgive me for that. Uh, where you at? Where, where you at? Where you, where you at? Where you at? Where you at? There we go. Uh, Hold on a second, Jason. Hold on a second. Hold on. I'm, I'm going to get you. There it is, baby. There it is. There it is. There it is. Jason Miller coming in. Assuming Bates is what we think he is, add Saffold, and we know Spence is a mauler. No doubt. Spencer Brown is a mauler. We saw Motor become a number one back when the line finally was figured out. Jason, yeah, I couldn't have said it any better myself. That is what I'm talking about here. That's what I'm talking about. The offensive line finally kind of like, like coming together, right? And that was with, you know, Ryan Bates coming in and then, and then still, you know, we had Daryl Williams, right? But now this year, 
I think the O-line, especially at guard, has improved. When you added Roger Saffold to the line and you were able to bring back Ryan Bates, insert him into right guard, and then Spencer Pratt is a mauler. Like, these guys, look, look, I'm not saying that, that we're going to, like, lead the league in rushing. That's not what I'm saying. But all I'm saying is that I can expect us to have a more efficient running game. And, yo, if that means Motor gets a 1,000 yards without even, you know, touching the ball 200 times, hey, I'm, I'm all for it. I am all for it, okay? But I just think that he can do even more with what than 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 uh than than uh what he did last year with an improved offensive line and finally having this offensive line at the beginning of the season at the beginning of the season hopefully in training camp which is what we're going to see hopefully in training camp the o line can gel and they can stay healthy knock on wood right and stay healthy entering the season and throughout the entire uh season i'm excited about it i'm excited to see about what um Devin Singletary can provide for us in a contract year. But, yo, you guys, again, thank you so much for watching right now. Uh, do me this favor. Do me this favor. If you, if you happen to be watching this show and you are still, for some odd reason, are not plugged in to the Buffalo Fanatics Network, do me this favor. Like, like this, like this show. Comment to it like you guys are doing in the chat. And then even after the show and subscribe to the channel with bell notifications on so you all can stay plugged in to all things Buffalo Bills because the fanatics, baby, the Buffalo fanatics, we on top of it, man. We on top of it. I ain't trying to toot my own horn, toot our own horn, but yo, when it comes to the Buffalo Bills, we're we, we about that business. So you can stay tuned and stay plugged in to everything Buffalo Bills. So go ahead and just hit that, hit that subscribe button if you haven't done so already. Put the bell notifications on and stay plugged in to what we got to offer. And yo, shout out to all of my, my fanatics who are watching on the Facebook live stream too. Shout out to you guys as well. Yo, we are doing the doggone thing, baby. Yes, sir, indeed. Yo, hey, uh, much love, much love, much love. Uh, I've got my man coming through. Uh, yo, another super chat. Yo, Jason Miller. Yo, Rev, you are killing it. Hey, hey, I appreciate you guys, man. I really do, man. Like, like, I, I, I can't say it enough, man. I, it, look, this show would not do anything if it were not for you all. Rated Rev only exists because you all exist. That's it. This is a fan-driven show. It, trust me, if, if, if you guys weren't in here showing, showing love and, and support, there would be no rated rep. So shout out to you guys, man. Shout out to you guys. My man, Jeff King. Yo, man, hey, I appreciate you, brother. Love you too, man. Love you too, no doubt. So before we move on, okay, uh, we, we, hey, we're just going to move on um, in the show. And I don't intend on having you guys here two and a half hours like I did last week. Yo, my bad. Can I say that? Can I say, yo? It's it's whenever we get in with Zbot, Rico, anybody else joins the show. Hey, hey, man, there is no telling what is going to happen, and we just get to talking about the bills. And before we know it, we're two hours and we're two and a half hours, yo, going in, uh, and we can talk about the bills all day and all night long. But out of respect for your time, I know this is a weeknight as we approach the end of the week, but still, it ain't Friday. It, you know what I'm saying? 
I want to respect you, you all's time. And I, 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 I promise I ain't going to be on here for no two hours. OK, I'm just not going to do that for you guys to say. All right. But we are approaching the, the, the last leg of Rated Rev Thursday Night Live. And so this is what I want you all to do. I'm going to give you all some time. Consider this halftime on the Rated Rev show. On the Rated Rev show. Um, I'm going to give you 60 seconds. 60 seconds to go and do your thing. Maybe you've got to yo, step off and step aside and yo, hit, yo, uh, um, you know, make a little restroom break. Maybe you've got to uh, refill your beverage cup, whatever the case may be. But I'm going to give you 60 seconds and Rated Rev live here on Thursday night, baby. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. What's good, Buffalo Fanatics? Thank you, guys. Uh, I hope you guys were able to do whatever you had to do in the 60 seconds that we just had. It felt like it flew by, but nonetheless, I wanted to give you guys an opportunity to stretch, get up, go get a new beverage, go use the restroom, whatever the case you got to do, man, whatever you got to do. But we are back in it for the last leg of the show. Shout out to my man, it's Mayo Manetto, coming through with a super chat. My man, Rev. We got to do one together soon, my guy. No doubt, Ismail. We'll, we'll see what's happening, baby. Um, yo, again, I'm all about interaction. I'm all about fan interaction, man. And you just never know. You just never know what your man Rev is up to. And I just may call on you to join me on the show. Again, I appreciate you all for joining. My man Jason Taylor talks about, yo, I can do a lot in 60 seconds. Hey, hey now. Hey now. You do whatever you got to do, baby. Do whatever you, you got to do. Uh, Season Beast, yo, love the break. Got some pizza and a, there you go. I told you, man, a pizza and a beer. I got you. I know what you're talking about, Season. I know what you're talking about. Hey, I'm just glad that you guys stayed with me. And we are about to enter the, the final stretch of the Rated Rev show brought to you by the Buffalo Fanatics. Um, and now we're going to talk about some questions. Some questions, right? I know you all have some burning questions about the Buffalo Bills ahead of training camp. Ahead of training camp. It's my own. No doubt, baby. No doubt. No doubt. No doubt. No doubt. It's all love, baby. It's all love. But I know you guys have some questions, right? I mean, how many of you all have some questions about the Bills ahead of training camp? Raise your hand in the, in the chat. I know I can't see you, but that's that's code for drop that emoji. Raise your hand in the, in the comment in the chat section. If you all have some burning questions, I'm talking about those questions that are just about to explode on the inside of you. About the Buffalo Bills ahead of training camp. 
I'm excited, yo, about training camp. As I mentioned at the top of the show, I have never in my life, ever, 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 never, ever, ever been to Buffalo, New York, let alone a Buffalo Bills training camp. So I can only imagine what it's like. Shout out K-Dubs. Appreciate you, Jason Taylor. Yeah, no doubt. I, I can only imagine what it's like, especially when the Buffalo Bills are going back to St. John Fisher, man. Yo, I know uh, they had to make some adjustments, right, uh, during COVID, and they had training camp um, at the stadium. But to go back to St. John Fisher, man, I, I know I know that means a whole lot to uh, um, to those who are in Buffalo and Rochester you know, area. You guys, let me know, man. What 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 is that like? What is that like? I'm up, you know, drop your comment here. I'm, I'm gonna show it on the screen. I'm gonna read it. I want to know what's that. What is that like? What is that experience like? Have you ever been to a Buffalo Bills training camp? And what is that like? What has been your 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 most favorite memory attending Buffalo Bills training camp at St. John Fisher? Before we head into um, some burning questions, and if you happen to have some burning questions, man, drop them in the comments, drop them in the chat, and we are going to talk about it. Yo, uh, Domo Iverson, yo, Rev, are you worried about all the bets on the Bills winning it all? Makes me nervous. Not really. I'm not, I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm nervous. I would say, and I, and I had talked about this um, a few weeks ago, uh, I just think that 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 um, it's not all warranted. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not all warranted. Like, the Bills winning it all, being, like, the betting favorite to be favored in every single game, to be the, 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 the heavy Super Bowl favorites. Like, I'm just like, you know, we need to pump the brakes just a little bit, okay? Pump the brakes just a little. I get, I get the excitement. And I think a lot of it has to do with what happened last, right? You know, with recency bias. The last time the national media, everybody, I mean, this, this, the, 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 the nation and everybody who watched it had a chance to watch the Buffalo Bills. It was in that divisional round playoff game against the Kansas City Chiefs, which was one of the best playoff games, um, to, you know, in recent memory. Josh Allen, Pat Mahomes, toe-to-toe, right? Now, now we, we lost the game, okay? We lost the game, but nevertheless, it was a, a very entertaining game, and Josh Allen did his thing, right? I mean, he would say that Josh Allen actually won the game before the 13 seconds occurred. But I'm not going to get into that, okay? We all know about that. No need to rehash that. But it was an exciting game, and I think that's where a lot of, these, a lot of this talk and a lot of this hype is coming from. Right. People want to see more of Josh Allen, more of the Buffalo Bills offense, more of the Buffalo Bills in general. And so I get that. But where I just pause a little bit is 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 in all of the hype about the Bills being the Super Bowl favorites and being favorite to win every single game. So you mean to tell me the Buffalo Bills are going to go undefeated this year with a, a schedule that is much tougher than it was last year? Now, anything is possible, right? Anything is possible. But I think it's highly improbable that it's going to happen talking about the undefeated season okay um i'm more i'm more concerned to me look what 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 the bills do in the regular season i mean to me i mean it's 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 whatever right i'm at this point at this stage in my fandom right i want i just just bring just bring home the baby man you know what i'm saying i'm saying like like show me the baby that's all i want give me a super bowl get 
not a not, not an appearance. I want the Super Bowl trophy to be hoisted up by Josh Allen alongside a Super Bowl MVP. I want that happening. You know what I'm saying? I want all that to happen for the Buffalo Bills and for all of Bills Mafia around the world. We have been through a lot. And that would just mean so much to all of us. I know without a doubt. I've been watching the Bills for a long time. I'm, 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 you know, no shame in my game. I'm 41 years old. I've been watching the Bills as long as I can remember. But I'm way out here in West Texas. I don't get to see the Bills a lot, right? I don't. But there's a whole lot of you all right now who've been watching the Bills a lot longer than I have, been fans way longer than I have, been to every single game, uh, I've got season tickets, all of that. So you guys know, you guys have been through it all. And so that's all I want. Just show me, just can we win it? That's all I want. I don't care how we get there. Now, now, now I, yo, am I going to say that I ain't going to be upset throughout the season you know, when, when, we, when we lose? No, because, you know, I'm, to be honest, yeah, there's going to be some games I'm going to be mad, right? <laughs> I'm going to be mad that we lost this game against this team. But as long at the end of the day, we hoist up that Vince Lombardi trophy, everything else means nothing to me. It means nothing to me. Uh, yo, Jeff King, what's up, baby? Yo, it just gets you pumped for the season if you're a Central New Yorker and are able to make it up there to see them refining their game. Let's go, baby. They are not going undefeated, but they are winning it in 2023. Jeff King talking about uh, training camp out here at uh, uh, St. John Fisher. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. I, I, can, I, I can only imagine the, the level of excitement you guys feel um, actually being able to attend training camp. Like that's, that's amazing. Like I would, I would absolutely love for that to happen. Absolutely love for that to happen. To, to, for me to experience that one more time, I would love to, I mean, yo, before, before I leave this earth, I'm saying before I leave this earth, I've got to make it out to St. John Fisher at least one time, at least one time, as long as they continue to have training camp. But nevertheless, as they approach training camp, as they approach training camp, what, and I mean what, are your burning questions, baby? What are your burning questions about the Buffalo Bills ahead of training camp? Let me know what you think. Now, I've got one question for you. Actually, I've got a couple. But I'll read some more if you guys uh, uh, drop some in the chat. Okay? Question, and let me see if I can, you know, let me, let me see if I can, uh, uh, write this down for you guys, okay? Because I know I'm a visual guy, okay? And I know you all uh, may be visual as well. But this is, this is when, when, I, when I think about training camp, okay? Not necessarily the regular season. Not necessarily the regular season. But as we approach training camp, this is, this is, this is one of the questions that I have uh, as we approach training camp. And I know a lot of people have been talking about this um, we mentioned it uh, earlier in, 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 in during uh, OTAs and whatnot, but this is the question that I have for all of us here going forward. Look, will Jordan Poyer have a new contract by training camp? Will Jordan Poyer have a new contract by training camp? What do y'all think? What do you think? Look, uh, I don't know, man. Like, that's tough. We, we, know, we know what Jordan Poirier did, right? Um, 
switching uh, switching agents, right, and agencies. He switched to Drew Rosenhaus. Not for nothing, okay? Not for nothing. We know he wants a new contract. We know he wants a new contract, right? Um, but the question is, will he get one? And not only will he get one, will he get it by training camp? He was a he was a good Samaritan at OTAs, right? He showed up. Was it OTAs or was it minicamp? One of the two. Correct me if I'm wrong. You guys let me know what it is. But anyway, he he showed up, right? A lot of people were talking about, yo, is he gonna show up? Is he is, is he what's he gonna do? And I believe that that he wasn't gonna show up to any offseason activity until he had a new contract, just because I felt like that move switching agencies was himself posturing for a new contract. And why would he put himself in harm's risk, right? Uh, when he's trying to get a new contract. When you look at him, he's 31 years old. He can get hurt. If he got hurt in OTAs or minicamp, all of that new contract is out the window. You know what I'm saying? So, um, but he he showed up. He showed up. But does that mean he's going to show up to training camp? To training camp. Appreciate you, season BC. Yeah, yeah, it was minicamp. Yeah, I appreciate that. Thank you for that correction. So will he show up for training camp Without a new contract, do you think he will get a new contract before training camp? Now, I want to read something to you, okay? Um, you know, um, this is a snippet of what PFF wrote about uh, Jordan Poyer. They had said this, that Poyer is entering the final year of his three-year extension signed in 2020 that carries an average annual Valerie, uh, Valerie, value of $9.75 million with $6.7 million in cash owed in 2022. All right, so Miss Year's salary, what, uh, 20, uh, 6.7 mil. Over the first two years of the deal, Poyer's 81 grade ranks sixth amongst starting safeties. That's, that's, that's PFF's grade for Jordan Poyer. Now, while he's entering his age 31 season, a 32-year-old Harrison Smith signed a four-year, $64 million extension with the Minnesota Vikings last offseason. Now, while Poyer should not expect to sign a deal in the $16 million per year range like Smith, which is what I agree with too, which frankly might be the best deal for a player in the NFL, it's understandable that he's not willing to play for just 6.7 mil. The immense value of the Bills safety duo of Jordan Poirier and Micah Hyde was on full display down the stretch of the 2021 season, especially after top cornerback Trey White was lost to a torn ACL in week 12. Over the final six weeks of the season, with the AFC East title on the line, the Bills defense held opposing offenses to two, I mean to point two hundred two twenty-three expected points added per dropback, the fourth best mark in the NFL. Now, Jordan Poyer, no doubt, Jordan Poyer, no doubt in my mind, deserves a new contract. No doubt. Um, he does. I mean, he has, when you look at his stats, let's, 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 just, let's just take a look, okay? Let's just take a look at it. Uh, according to Spot Track, Let's just, look at the, let's just look at the contract here. SpotTrack has Jordan Poyer's market value at 10.7 mil 
average annual salary. $10.7 million in average annual salary. They have a market value contract for two years, $21.4 million. Okay, or just shy of $21.5 million. Okay, um, and they have them ranked fifth, um, the fifth ranked free safety as far as market value is concerned. So that is their, that's, that's their market value for, for Jordan Poyer. That's what they have for Poyer. Um, is that reasonable? Is that reasonable? You guys let me know. Is, is that reasonable? Can, can, you, can you swallow Jordan Poyer making 10 points, a little over $10.5 million this year or for two years? Now, you say, yo, man, yeah, he's 31, man. He's 31, entering 32. Yeah, true. But we know safeties, that position, they, they, they can play a while. I'm not saying Poirier's going to play another five years, another six years. I'm not saying that, but two-year contract, three-year? I mean, is there any signs of a decline in his performance? I think that's when you have to look at it, right? Uh, to me, I haven't seen any type of decline in his performance. And this type of contract that SpotTrack has him, uh, they have him compared to Jimmy Ward, okay, who's 28, granted, right, uh, who signed a three-year, $28.5 million contract, uh, average annual salary of $9.5 million. A Tyron Matthew, who signed a three-year, $28 million contract, whose average annual salary is $9.4 million, and he was 29 years old when he signed. Uh, Devin McCourty signed a one-year, $9 million deal at 34 Okay, and then they have them compared to also um, Agent Phillips, who signed a three-year, $12.75 million contract, average annual salary of $4.25. Okay, so they're, they're, I mean, they're, they're averaging him, um, you know, uh, or they're comparing him to those salaries. I think, I think it's possible, okay, and I think it's okay. Now, my, my only, um, I guess, concern, I guess you can call it, maybe that's a word, is what does that mean for Micah Hyde? You know what I'm saying? Like, what does that mean for Micah Hyde? Um, yo, uh, Ron comes in here. Yo, Ron. Yo, uh, no, no, no. My, my bad. Uh, uh, let me get. Let me. Let me. Let me. Let me get back to to Stephen real quick. Still trying to get over how he'll burn him. Um, I like Poirier. Yeah, I get. I get you, man. Yo, Poirier is the way Poirier plays, man. The way Poirier plays is it. It, it just it fits the defense, right? It fits the defense. Uh, so well, and and people can say, you know, well, is Poirier only Poirier because of Micah Hyde, or is Micah Hyde only Micah Hyde because of Poirier? Like, like, are I mean, like, can these two stand on their own, right? You know what I'm saying, or or are they forever joined at the hip? I don't know. That's a good question. Like, many people say, well, who would you rather have? Would you rather have Jordan Poirier? Or would you rather have Micah Hyde? That's a tough question because both, I mean, they're, they're so interchangeable, but both skill sets fit this defense to a T. Now, in my opinion, I love what Micah Hyde brings to the table. I love his skill set. And we all saw it on display last year, especially in the playoffs, when he snatched that thing out the air from noodle arm Mac Jones. But, I mean, in Mac Jones's defense, I mean, that was a touchdown. That that was a potential touchdown. I mean, he got it over the top of, of, uh, uh, of, uh, uh, you know, uh, how am I forgetting my man's name already? Uh, you guys help me out. Cornerback who just left. Yeah, I can't believe I'm having a brain fart. Um, he he left last year. Well, left this year and is now with the Steelers. You guys help me out. 
You guys know who I'm talking about, right? Um, Wallace, right? Uh, I, but Wallace, you know, he, he tends to get beat deep, right? But nevertheless, Mac Jones, I mean, it was a pretty pass, right? But we saw what Micah Hyde did. That center field, man. Uh, Levi Wallace. Yeah, thanks, D. Thanks, thanks. thanks. Appreciate that. Uh, um, he just stashed that thing at the air, man. Came out of nowhere. Micah Hyde is phenomenal at what he does. Okay, phenomenal. And I'm not taking anything away from Micah Hyde. But at the same token, in the, in the same breath, you have to speak on Jordan Poyer and what he brings to the table, man. Jordan Poyer is a remarkable safety. Mind you, first team all pro safety. First team all pro safety. Granted, he and Hyde got snubbed in the Pro Bowl. You know what I'm saying? But we all know they're Pro Bowl caliber guys, right? Uh, but all pro safety. You, you're just not going to find a Pro Bowl, uh, 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 an all pro, excuse me, all pro safety anywhere. You're just not going to, and, and they're not easily replaceable. I know that we've got some guys on the squad, but come on now. Uh, I find it very hard to believe that we can just, just insert anybody that we have on the defense right now and play him at safety and be like, we're going to be good. And they're going to bring the same level of performance and production that, that an all-pro safety in Jordan Poyer brings. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. So in my opinion, Jordan Poyer actually has, you know, the upper leg. He has, he has uh, the, uh, the, the leverage in this. But I believe that he's, he's worth it, man. I, I believe he's worth it, especially, you know, a couple of years going in. A couple of years uh, going in, your Bobby. <laughs> your Bobby comes in, your Poirier is great, but he does get he does get decleated once a game, though. Uh, uh, we can find somebody even more physical. Well, I mean, your Micah Hyde has gotten run over too, and he's missing tackles. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, uh, come on, like, 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 we're not talking about uh, freaking uh, heavy hitters here, right? I mean, they, the safeties have never been that. They, I mean, both of them, Micah Hyde, Jordan, they're not heavy hitters. They're not those 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 old school thumpers going to knock you out. That, that's just not their game, right? That's not their game. But at what he does, you're just not going to be able to find him. You're just not going to be able to find some guy off the street, find some guy on, on the roster, the bottom tier of the roster, and just insert him and be like, yo, he's going to be an all-pro. I could be, you know what I'm saying? I, yeah, I could be wrong. We never know. But I just don't, I, 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 I respectfully disagree with you, my man, Bobby. I, I do. I just don't think so. But is he, though, going to get signed before training cap? I think, you know, it would be in the Buffalo Bills' um, interest to get something done as soon as possible right now what does that mean i'm not a capologist you know what i'm saying I, I don't know what they're working with but uh, but i trust bean though you know i'm saying if he can do the moves that he's made this year so far i think it's quite possible okay maybe he makes some restructures maybe he does some things you know i don't know but i think you know he's because you have to you have to do something i, I get it you can't sign everybody right but man you, when you go back and you look at at when uh, Sean McDermott came on the scene and he was trying to establish his culture, who were the two guys that they brought in first to establish that culture? In free agency, it was Jordan Poirier and Micah High, right? And they've been rocking with the Bills ever since, and they've been doing their thing ever since. So I think out of, just, just out of respect and what they've, what they've done, I think you have to reward the man. I think you have to. You got to reward him. You know what I'm saying? Uh, maybe it's a, maybe it's a two year deal with maybe you know avoidable uh, uh, final year. 
and you move on from him after, you know, after this season or after the next. I don't know. He can work it. Like I said, I ain't no capologist, but I think that Brandon Bean can make it work. Okay. So I think that, that it's possible. Okay. And if I'm Brandon Bean, of course, I'm spending all the Pagula bucks, baby. I'm spending them all. I'm getting the contract done. I'm getting it done because I don't want, I don't need that type of a distraction heading into training camp and then even into the regular season. I don't want nobody asking me no questions about it. Let's just get it done. Okay. Let's just get it done. And I'm, and I'm with you, Jeff. I'm with you, Jeff. Like, well, like, why, why break that tandem up when we were on the brink of hoisting that trophy? Facts. I want to keep that tandem intact for as long as I can. I get it realistically. It's probably not going to happen, right? Obviously, players move on and you have to move on. But man, when we're right here at the window, this is the window. We're getting Trey back at some point, right? Hopefully, maybe even before the regular season starts, hopefully at the beginning of the season. We don't know. But man, I don't want to break up the band. The, the best secondary, in my opinion, in the National Football League with two of the best safeties. Come on now. I don't want to break that up at all. At all. Especially when we're right here. We're this close to a Super Bowl. This close. All right. Now, moving on. I'm trying to see if you guys um, ha- are dropping any questions, man. If you have any burning questions um, ahead of Bill's training camp. Ahead of Bill's training camp. Um, and so I'm trying, to, I'm trying to scroll through here just to see because I want to I read you guys' questions. If you have any, um, before I go into, excuse me, my next question. Um, and before we, 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 we come close to ending another episode of Rated Rev. Brought to you by the Buffalo Fanatics. So, moving on. Moving on. Burning question for me. Number two. Burning question for me is, and we have been talking about this young man as well. We've been talking about him, wondering, you know, like, like is yo, can we expect to see a jump um and 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 uh and production but yo just just let me put it out here just let me put it out here okay is it is it gabe davis season is it finally gabe davis season this year you all let me know what you think about that you guys let me know how you feel. But is it finally Gabe Davis season? Are we, are we, are we finally going to get to see Gabe Davis doing his thing? Now, now, he's been doing his thing since he's been a Buffalo Bill. No doubt. But are we finally going to see him take that next step? Take that next step. Yo, I, I, yo, I'm excited to see Gabe Davis this year. Is, is there anybody else in the chat, anybody else that's watching me right now that is excited and pumped up to see Gabe Davis and what he can offer the Bills as the potential wide receiver to to Stephon Diggs. Yo, season beast comes in here talking about yo, Gabe is gonna blow up. Yeah, I, I'm feeling you, baby. I am feeling you, Don. Don comes in talking about yo, it's your one K plus season. Oh snap, one K. Plus season, you're talking about my man Gabe Davis, right? I would assume so, right? Yo, let me just say this, man. Uh, I think Gabe is going to explode. I think Gabe Davis 
is going to explode this year. I do. I do. And uh, I want to share something with you because uh, one of BF's own, one of BF's own, Bryce Martino, in case you haven't heard of him, in case you haven't heard of him, let, let, me, let me drop his info here for you, okay? In case you haven't heard, Bryce Martino, uh, an extraordinary contributor to the Buffalo Fanatics, uh, hitting up with, the, with some of those fire, fire articles. And you can find my man uh, right here on Twitter. And I'm, I'm putting it right here in the chat for you guys to go follow my man because, yo, he, 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 uh, he put out something dope, man. He put out something dope. My man, at TFB Bryce, okay? At TFB Bryce. I want all of you guys to go ahead and follow my man, at TFB Bryce, on Twitter. Look him up. But Bryce Martino, he put out an article uh, today on the buffalofanatics.com talking about Gabe Davis. Gabe Davis being the next wide receiver, too. The next wide receiver, too. And uh, he said something in here that really, really, really stood out to me because it's something that I had mentioned uh, as well a couple of weeks ago uh, on, 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 uh, on Rated Rev as well, uh, along with my man Z-Bot and Rico. And in case you haven't seen that, go back and watch that show. Uh, go back and watch that show. We had a, a segment on there talk, talking about On My Mama, and we all gave our fire takes about what we thought was going to happen with the Buffalo Bills. And so I had made a take about what I thought was going to happen with, with Gabe Davis. And, 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 and uh, here we go. My man Bryce comes in, and he's talking about Gabe Davis. And, I, and yo, you guys need to go ahead and read this article on the buffalofanatics.com. He's talking about Gabe Davis being the number two wide receiver and what he can do going into this season. He talked about what he did. He recorded 599 yards passing and seven touchdowns as a rookie. Okay? And we know what he did last year. But, but, this is what he said that really spoke well to me. If all goes well, the Buffalo Bills could have not one, but two thousand yard receivers this season and possibly beyond with Gabe with, with Stephon Diggs Gabe Davis Jameson Crowder as Allen's top three wideouts the Bills offense should be in good shape and good hands for many years to come shout out to my man Bryce Martino you need to read that article because it was a phenomenal article but yo is it possible for the Buffalo Bills offense to have not one, but 2,000-yard receivers this year in Stephon Diggs and Gabriel Davis. Yo. I love me some Gabe. I love me some Gabe Davis. And let's look at what he has done over the course of his, seat, of his career with the Bills, okay? As a rookie, as a rookie, 599 uh, receiving yards as a rookie. Okay, on 35 receptions, 17.1 yards per reception with seven receiving touchdowns as a rookie, mind you, on the field with Steph Diggs, Cole Beasley, 
and John Brown. Okay? So he was still doing his thing. Now, I get it. A lot of people say, well, look, man, yo, he was, he didn't have the attention as some of the other guys. That's true. That is true. And then last year, stepped up again, did his thing, ended the year with 549, just shy, shy 550, I guess you can say, receiving yards on the same 35 receptions with, with six, yeah, six receiving touchdowns. And we know what he did in the playoffs. Went berserk in the playoffs, right? Again, averaging 15.7 yards per reception, all right? Check this out. This is, this is what intrigues me. Is it possible for Gabe Davis, for Gabe Davis to reach 1,000 yards this year? Is it possible? Now, obviously, in order for him to do that, he's going to have to see uh, an uptick in receptions and in targets in general, right? And targets in general. And we look at the wide receiver stable, right? And even just the, just the weapons on offense. We've got Steph Diggs, right? But now you add in, we lose Cole Beasley, but you add Jamison Crowder. We've got Isaiah McKenzie back, okay? And then we've still, we still have Dawson Knox. Enter O.J. Howard. And then even James Cook as a rookie. I know you're saying, how in the world is, he, is that going to happen? Where, are, where is he going to get the additional targets? Well, look, in my opinion, I think that Josh Allen has an extreme amount of confidence in Gabe. Over the past two years, he's seen what he can do. And even when the lights are the brightest, Gabe performs. Gabe don't drop too many balls either. We know what he does on the sidelines. We know he can score touchdowns. We know he, he, he can, he's a, and he's a surprisingly deep threat too, man. He's a surprisingly good deep threat. When you look at his numbers, 15.7 yards per reception this year, over 17 yards his rookie season. And we say, yo, but, but the man is not a burner. I mean, he, he ran 4-5-40, but he still has game speed. He still has the ability to get behind the defense and to stretch the defense to the tune of, of, of over 15 yards per reception. The man, the man is good. The man is good. And I think that there's a possibility where he can, where we can see uh, an increase in, in targets and receptions. Now we look at Nicole Beasley. Okay. Because we got to figure out where all this is coming from, right? We got to figure out you know, how is he going to be able to divvy out these receptions, these targets. Cole Beasley in his last year with the Bills, um, last year in 2021, matter of fact, you can even go back the last couple of years in 21 and 20, he had 82 receptions, 82 receptions, but they were on 112 targets in last year and 107 targets the year prior. Okay. So, Gabe is only averaging over 60, a little bit over 60 targets. And so he's going to have to get a lot more targets, okay? But his yards per reception is so much greater than Cole Beasley that he doesn't have to have, you know, that same amount of targets coming his way. Uh, and then you look at Jamison Crowder, okay? Jamison Crowder, um, the, the, look, the highest, the highest uh, reception total he's had in his career was in 2019 with the Jets when he had 78 receptions. 78 receptions with the Jets in, 20, in 2019. Uh, 2020, he dropped all the way down to 59. 
and 2021, 51. So my question is, and then, and then even McKenzie, and I think McKenzie is going to see, you know, uh, an increased role, but what is that going to look like? I don't know. Do I think that he's going to explode in, uh, in, in receptions? I mean, last year he had 20 receptions. Is he just going to all of a sudden jump to 50? I don't, I don't, I don't think so. So you've got, you've got, you've got Crowder, Beasley, and McKenzie going to have to share some receptions. But even if, even if you divvy it out, right, the, 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 the reception difference from, from Cole Beasley, is it possible, though, for Gabe to see more? Because I look at this. I, I, look, at, I look at Josh Allen and his comfortability, right? He's comfortable with Gabe. He knows what he can do, right? We're going to see what Jamison Crowder can do in training camp, okay? I'm not knocking him at all, okay? He's good at what he does. He's going to bring that yak, right? That, that, those yards uh, after the catch, which is much needed in this offense. We know that's what he's going to bring to the table. But, again, Josh Allen still has to work out that chemistry. Is it possible for, for, for Crowder and, and Josh to have, you know, instant chemistry? I mean, it's possible. I mean, we saw what happened with, 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 with Josh and Diggs. Year one, Diggs had – he led their league in receiving. But Jamison Crowder ain't no Stephon Diggs, okay? He's just not him. So, what I'm saying is I think that Josh Allen is going to go to who he trusts most. And outside of Stefan Diggs, it has to be, it has to be Gabe Davis, right? I mean, Isaiah McKenzie, yeah, to an extent. I mean, Isaiah McKenzie's been there the longest, but he hasn't had the production and he hasn't been inserted into the offense as much as Gabe Davis, even in his going on a year three. Okay. So what I'm saying is I think that Josh Allen, uh, when he when he after after Diggs is his his his, you know, his his first look, I think it's got to be. Gabe Davis, okay? Okay, of course, you got Donaldson Knox in there too, but, but, but still, it's possible, man. And that's, that's, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, Davis and Knox. I'm with you, Mr. Diggs. Yo, it's, it's, it's Davis and Knox. And so if, how much, how, how, many, how many receptions will, would it take? You guys do the math. I don't feel like doing the math. <laughs> okay, I ain't gonna lie. I don't feel like doing the math. But some, somebody, somebody do the math for me. Like how many more receptions would it take for Gabe Davis to hit 1,000 yards? If he's averaging uh, 16.5 yards perception over the last two years, he's averaging 16 and a half yards per per, per uh, reception over the last two years. How many receptions is it going to take? He averages 70. He's averaged. I mean, I'm sorry. No, he doesn't average 70. I'm sorry. He averaged 35 per year. So, what is it going to take? What is it going to take? You guys do the math for me, okay? I don't feel like doing it. I think it's possible, though, man, because his recept his yards per reception is so high. I'm excited about Gabe Davis, man. I, I as you can tell, I, I'm I'm really looking forward to him as we enter training camp, and I could, because I really want to see. May, I mean, if we're if we're fortunate enough to get that type of intel, what the offense is going to look like and, and how they're going to divvy up those receptions. Is, is Davis going to be the number two? Is he going to get an increase in receptions? I mean, you know what I'm saying? I want to know what that's going to look like. Granted, they're probably going to hold a whole lot, you know what I'm saying, uh, from the media and from us. But I'm still curious to see what's going to happen. Um, I agree. I agree with my man, uh, Season Beast, coming here. Yo, I, uh, I would like touchdowns instead of receptions. No doubt. Oh, that, I'm sorry. That, that's my man, uh, uh, John Herring, coming in. Uh, uh, season Beast comes in and he says, yo, Knox will be a crucial part of our offense. No doubt. No doubt about it. Now, I get it. There's only one ball. 
There's only one ball to go around. Okay, Jason, you said 61 receptions. So 61 receptions, will 61, or does it say 60, will 60 get him, get him 1,000 yards? Do it. Do the math, baby. 60, I see Vince coming in with 65. I don't know, somebody multiply it for me. Okay, multiply it for me. 65 times 15 and a half. There it is. There it is. Just a little over 1,000 yards, okay? So, hey, can he see that? That's an extra, what, 30 receptions? That, yeah, that's, that's possible, man. That, that's possible. I, I don't know. We'll see. We will see um, as we enter training camp, which is what I'm excited about. So, y'all, look, um, we are about to wrap it up, man. Yo, shout out to everybody who is watching me right now, both YouTube Live and on Facebook Live. Shout out to you all, but do me this favor. If you are still in here and you haven't smashed that like, come on, man. What, like, what are you waiting on? Smash that like right now, okay? Subscribe to the channel. Turn the bell notifications on, okay? And uh, stay plugged into Buffalo Fanatics Network, okay? Because we're bringing you that heat even through the dead season. And I said it and I'll say it again. Just because it's the dead season in the National Football League does not mean it's going to be the dead season for all of you crazy, wild fanatics out there. It doesn't mean that. Okay. So now I'm trying to scroll into the chat. You guys, yo, let me, let me know what you're talking about. Let me know what you, what you think. Um, let me know um, if you have any questions um, about there. Okay. Uh, yo, okay. Mr. Diggs comes through. Khalil Shakir will get targets. Yes. Davis will have a thousand yards. A rookie in the slot is way more important. Okay. Yo, I'm actually, I'm very intrigued about, uh, you know, um, about Khalil Shakir. I want, we've got the, the depth, the depth of the wide receiver room. I, I can't even believe I forgot about Khalil Shakir. The depth is just incredible. And, um, and I've even heard that, that Shakir, yo, he has position flex. So he had an outside, inside position flex. And so um, I'm excited, no doubt, to see in training camp where they decide to put him. Are they going to insert him into like the, 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 the slot battle with Jameson Crowder and Isaiah McKenzie? Or are they going to give him some reps outside? I, th I think a lot of the receivers um, in the offense, man, I think they're interchangeable. You know what I'm saying? I think, I think a lot of them um, are going to see snaps all over the field. And even Tavon Austin. I just thought about Tavon Austin. Man, yo, even Tavon Austin. I know he's an older guy, but yo, man, we'll see what he, what he still has to offer. Um, and so I am definitely looking forward to it. Uh, Wario on the Waluigi show comes in and says, well, Rev, do you think Jermaine Edmonds will put shock to everyone this year and to deserve a contract? Hey, man, that's a great question. Uh, man, I, I certainly hope so. Right? I certainly hope so. Now, now, if you guys follow me, you know, long enough, you know, I have been hard on, on Edmonds. I have. I have, but you know, you, you only criticize the guys, you know what I'm saying, that, that you care for. You know what I'm saying? You criticize him most because you care for him. And yo, I, I care about Tremaine Edmonds. Yo, he has, first, first of all, he's a, he's, a, he's a tremendous dude. Okay, tremendous, tremendous young man. And I say young man because, yo, uh, I'm, I'm, I probably got him, you know, uh, by, by quite a bit. You know what I'm saying? I'm 41. He's what, 23, 24? Young man in my book. Uh, I've got a lot of respect for Tremaine and I love his, his, his ceiling. I love his potential. And yes, he has been 
to the Pro Bowl. Uh, how many times has he been to the Pro Bowl? He's been on there. <laughs> Don says, <laughs> I feel you, Don. I feel you, baby. I feel you. And so, look, uh, Willie, let me just answer the question instead of beating around the bush, okay? Let me just answer the question. <sighs> yes. I'm just going to go out there and say it. Yes. I think that when you look at the added players and the added talent across the defensive line, I think that is what's going to be key for Tremaine Edmonds. We know his, his, his skill level, right? We know what he can do. We know what he can bring to the table. Granted, there's, some, there's, there's still some room for improvement. He's still a young, very young player in the NFL. Even though he's entering year five in the league, he's still very young. He entered 19 years old, right? And so, man, that, that's, that's tough for a 19-year-old to come into a National Football League and start at middle linebacker. That's an incredible amount of responsibility. And he has done a very, very good job ever since. But looking at him now, a lot of people were talking about the fact that, yo, uh, the, the defensive line in front of him, right? One tech, you know, we, we haven't, you know, he's been, he hasn't, he hasn't been clean, right? Meaning uh, typically what you would like to see is you like to see your defensive tackles, especially your one tech um, and this defense to, to just, just to be a, a man eater and a space eater, right? To take, to take those double teams to keep the linebackers clean. So that way Tremaine Edmonds and, and even Matt Milano can, can fire down the line, right? And make those tackles beyond the line of scrimmage and all these kinds of things, right? So that way he's not getting washed up by, by, by second level blocks on the offensive lineman. Okay. And we've seen the uh, uh, star, right? Um, not, not, not kind of, you know, I guess at the tail end of his career, that really provide the level of production that we expected out of him. And then uh, even the other guys. And so, we, so we've been like, yo, he just needs a, a, a defensive line, especially at the defensive tackle position, to hold their own. Ed Oliver was playing out of position at times. Um, and so now what did, what, did, what did Brandon Bean do in the offseason? He just revamped the D-line. Daquan Jones. We saw at the, early, at the onset um, of the show. I showed you the clip from Eric Wood talking about yo adding Daquan Jones, that physical presence, the guy who who uh, even said himself in a press conference that, yo, he's sitting at around three and a quarter right now. Three and a quarter. That's what he plays at. Big body. The big hog molly, Daquan Jones. Insert him into the one-tech position. And then you add Tim Settle from Washington, right? Another big boy, over 300 bills, right? And then you bring in, you bring back Jordan Phillips, who's well over 300 pounds, another big guy. And then you add Von Miller to the squad. Look, I think the I think just the additions across the defensive line is what's going to help uh, Tremaine Edmonds. It's just going to help Tremaine Edmonds. And I'm with you, Don. I'm with you, man. Look, a gap awareness needs to happen. Yeah, yeah, facts, flat out. And that's been something that he struggled with. And and we know that he over pursues a lot. Talking about Tremaine Edmonds, over pursues. But uh, the, the defensive line, yo, they have to be gap sound. And Tremaine Edmonds has to be gap sound as well. He can't be he can't be going for the okie doke, man. As, you know what I'm saying? Like whenever quarterbacks stick that ball out, right for that play action, he can't. I can't have Tremaine Edmonds over pursuing, and 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 just biting on that. He he does that far too often. So if he can if he can correct that aspect of his game alone, it's gonna bode well for him. Especially when he stands six foot five, 250 pounds with pterodactyl arms. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on now. So I'm looking forward to it. And I think with the improvements across the defensive line, hopefully, you know what I'm saying? It's going to, we're going to see that tangible improvement, right? Uh, uh, across the D line 
um, in the in training camp to give us a better idea of what we can expect going in to the regular season. So that's what I think, man. I know I know I, I know I took a long round to answer that question, but I felt the need to go ahead and explain it a little more. Adam, appreciate you, Damo. Appreciate you, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying, man. I'm trying. I'm doing this for you guys. All right. I'm doing this for you guys. I'm not, I'm not, I, I'm, yo, I don't profess to be a professional. I don't profess to, to, to know all that. I, I'm a fan like you all. At the end of the day, I'm just a fan. I am a fan. I'm no different than y'all. You know what I'm saying? I've been, I've been, I've been blessed with this platform, but I'm, hey, we're just talking ball. <laughs> we just a bunch of fans talking ball. That is all we are doing. Okay. That's all we're doing. And so I absolutely uh, am looking forward to Tremaine Edmonds this, this, this year and training camp and this year. No doubt about it. I believe this is a year, man. I believe this is year. This is year, especially as, as Jeff King said it earlier, man, yo, this is a year in 23. Are we going to go undefeated? No, no. But will we hoist that Vince Lombardi trophy? <laughs> you better believe it, baby. You better believe it. It is happening. It is happening this year. No doubt. But you guys, yo, we are an hour and 38 minutes into the show. And uh, that's my time, folks. That is my time, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, all of you crazy fanatics out there who've been watching me, who've been staying with your boy for this long. Again, I appreciate you. A hundred million billion infinity percent. Okay. Yeah, I just made the number up, but I appreciate y'all. So, so very much. So very much. I mean, if I can give y'all a big bear hug, I'm a hugger, man. Yeah, so that's just me. If I could hug every last one of y'all, I would do it. I would do it. I would do it. And I appreciate you, Ismail. Yo, yeah, do me that favor, man. Yo, hit the like button. Support uh, uh, yo, uh, the content. Create, support Buffalo Fanatics, man. Support BF. This is what we do, okay? This is what we do. You guys are more than welcome. More than welcome, Jacques. More than welcome, okay? Uh, <laughs> Down, yo, let's hug it out, baby. Bring it in. Bring it in, man. Can we let's do the air hug? Can we do that? Let's air, there it is. Oh, yeah, there it is. Bring that mug in right there. I like it. I love it. Close. It's all love, Buffalo Fanatics. It is all love. And I appreciate you guys so very much for joining me for another edition of Rated Rev, brought to you by none other than the Buffalo Fanatics Network. And as always, as always, grace and peace. God bless. And until next time, baby. Go Bills.
Ohio. Ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.